Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Halloween special of the Two Gamers with Love podcast, episode six. My name is Justin, and today I am with you to watch Halloween, the Curse of Michael Myers. So the last one, part five, Halloween five, released um, on October 13th, 1989. This film came out in 1995. So there was a big gap here um, and a lot changed. Uh, and so this is going to be an interesting film, I think, to watch because when last we left the franchise, we were very much in the 1980s era of Freddy Krueger, Jason, slasher films from the 80s. And then fast forward you know, six years, and we're in the mid-90s, and Dimension Films, right, is now in charge of of, of producing these movies, and they, they sort of dropped the numbering system. So, you know, it, this isn't Halloween 6, this is Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers, and I, I kind of remember this. Um, so, you know, I would have been, you know, almost a teenager at this point, yeah, yeah, about 13, 14, when this came out. I, I, I may have even gone to see this in the theaters, because I very much remember the uh, image on the front of the of the film, the sort of Myers face with the knife and then the, the, the reflection in the knife. So this should be an interesting one. Um, this kind of marks the beginning of the 90, 1995 to 2002 trilogy, um, sort of the, the, the 90s era um, Halloween films. So it'll be an interesting kind of little moment, I think, to, to look at and talk about. So yeah, without further ado, um, if you're watching along with me, I'll, I'll do a quick countdown and then I'll push the play button so you can uh, get get it all synced up. So three, two, one, and away we go. All right, so Dimension Films this time, right? Same, I think those are the, that's the same company that did like Scream. They were doing a lot of, of horror stuff in the 90s. So let's see what we get. So... Yeah, wow. Gone is the sort of like Well, we get an we get an interesting intro. We get a, a voice saying, "Michael, please don't hurt me." And we get a, just a, a super quick flash of images. And then we get the title cards uh and we still have the same orange uh font here, but it's much more intense. It's much more in your face. And we got Michael, we got Donald Pleasance returning in this film as well, so Woman on a stretcher screaming in a hospital. It looks, it might not be a hospital. The aspect ratio looks totally screwed up. Um, I wonder if that's my, I may, we may have to pause folks. Uh, we'll see what happens, but um, the, the image seems to be very stretched out, elongated. I'm not sure if that's on purpose or not, but we'll see. Um, hooded shadowy figures are kind of, yeah, okay, that was just, I think that was just a choice to make her look more in distress. So she's being sort of carted through the what looks like some kind of industrial warehouse, very creepy, moody lighting, some doctors in, in surgical gowns, and then one sort of like shadowy hooded figure um, leading them. If you remember, there was this there was this stranger at the end of the last film that kind of emancipated Michael Myers from, from prison. So we never got an answer really about who that guy was. So maybe this film addresses that. I don't really sure, but all right, so it seems like this woman is is giving birth in some sort of strange basement. It looks like some weird ritualistic kind of thing. Uh, there's a doctor kind of helping her deliver this child, I suppose, that she's having here. Um, clearly in agony, a lot of like interesting slow-mo, fady transitional shots. And then more screaming. 
a lot of like fade in, fade out. I, I think that's a good directorial choice there. The fade in, fade out kind of connects with the the the, the breathing a little bit. All right, and then someone walk someone walks in, and so the baby's here now. There's this baby, and the doctor hands this baby off to to someone, and the mother's just pleading to have her baby, but they're sort of taking the baby. And she screams, "Damn you!" And they slam the door. Now we get some interesting exposition, as well as a title card for Paul Rudd making his film debut, Ant Man himself. <laughs> so yeah, this narrator is this narrator is giving some exposition here, um, Jamie. Jamie Lynn being the only one left alive. And then he's letting us know that Michael... That Michael and Jamie vanished after that. And so... Yeah. It's an interesting sort of thing they're doing here, right? Um they really kind of went in on this idea that Michael Myers is just, he's just evil. Um, and this evil lingers and this evil is out there and just maybe the evil is closer than you think. Yeah. So we get some interesting exposition about what's happened and where Michael is. And this, this narrator seems to think that someone is kind of hiding Michael Myers away somewhere and trying to harness his power or use him for evil or whatever. And they sort of put this sigil on the baby's chest and, And then the, the delivery nurse or doctor kind of brings the baby back. Did she call her Jamie? Is this supposed to be grown up Jamie? I'm not sure. All right, so they're trying to escape. It's very 90s, you know, like you can just tell. You can just tell the changes, like the music especially. Like it's sort of that like mid 90s grungy kind of like moody music. And she's trying to get she's trying to get her to run away. Save your baby, get out of here. But didn't they already like attach the evil to the baby? I don't know. So so she's running away. That the doctor, her the delivery doctor is trying to help her, and she's scared. And she sort of returns. She's kind of running down. Yeah, it is. So she called her Jamie. So I wonder if that is like Jamie, grown up Jamie. Oh, and Michael Myers out of the shadows. Or someone with the Michael Myers mask grabs this woman by the neck and impales her on a spike on the wall very casually. And sort of it's like the classic Michael Myers just like looks at the victim for a moment, contemplated, contemplative stare. Halloween music kicks on the John Carpenter theme. You got to have that, right? That's a, that's a must have. As Jamie tries to escape in the rain and the mist. Whoa, this is that's a great shot. Look at all that smoky mist around. That's that's cool. This is good. So she's running through the dark and the rain, and Michael Myers is pursuing her, or whoever this person is.
It's it's interesting too. Like, I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens in this. Oh god, she trips. We'll see what happens in this movie. But like, you know, it are it doesn't really feel like. You know, do they do they get away from like Halloween as like the the thing? And so she, so Jamie sort of steals steals some guy's truck. She's trying to tell him like run away, like go go. He can't hear her. Oh. Brutal, man. These kills are getting brutal in these movies. He twists that dude's head off. He just twists his head off in a bloody like mess of it's gross, dude. So she drives away and get a nice shot. That's a cool shot right there. I, that looks really familiar to me, actually. That that road and that shot in the rain driving the truck driving away. Reminds me of the last shot in the movie Drive. Um okay, so now we see the Strode Realty House, uh Strode Realty sign, and there it says sold. So some house has been sold. Um and the camera kind of walks up to this house, uh, 45 Lampkin Lane, and there's like a, some spooky Halloween decorations on the door, and we kind of get some flashes. Danny? All right, the kid named Danny wakes up, sees a, sees a trench-coated figure in his room with a knife, and the, his mom runs in, very Nicole Kidman-esque mom runs in, and the kid... The kid thinks he's he's seen the boogeyman and the boogeyman says things, bad things. Oh, we got the Power Rangers toy. Oh yeah. We know we're in the nineties. And you got the Power Rangers. Nice. Oh, he's got the symbol on his wall. He drew the he drew the he drew the sigil. Danny's scared. He's got a little Thomas the Tank Engine light going there, too. Mom's downstairs reading about Sigmund Freud's civilization and its discontents and looking at the sigil, doing some studying. Radio is sort of commenting and talking about Michael Myers and his sort of escapades and we get sort of a deep an undressing scene here you know it's pretty gratuitous as most horror films tend to have but you know interesting like It's interesting, like, again, I'll make this commentary about, like, the world that we're in knows about Michael Myers, like, oh, and there's some guy across the street, like, being a voyeur, creep, creep fest, um, and she totally just, like, catches him, like, looking in her window when she's dressing, and, Jesus. Uh, oh, it was it's Paul Rudd. Oh my, listen. Oh my God. So, so Paul Rudd is kind of like a, he he seems to, to be like a Michael Myers fanatic. He's calling into the radio station 
being like, I saw Michael Myers when I was eight years old. I saw him. He's, his work's not done. The transitions are really interesting in this movie too. Like the sort of lightning flashes and the scream and like, But sorry, to go back to my earlier thing I was saying about the sort of the characters in the film are aware of Michael Myers, right? They're aware of their own mythology. So like, it's it's an interesting turn. Like, I think it's an interesting kind of thing to do to say like, you know, like they know about Myers and they are aware of him and, you know, like the people in like in Freddy Krueger and Jason, like they don't, you know, they don't, they don't, like Freddy Krueger is just a torment that torments them. They're not like the, he's not like a, it's hard to explain. Like it's it's kind of a meta commentary, right? Like I don't know. And then we see Loomis. Like um, Loomis is here. He's kind of got a beard now. He's typing on his old typewriter, and he gets a visitor in the night. Loomis is just like out in the countryside, alone. Like no one knows where he is. And he just wants to be left alone, basically. He thrives on the isolation. And so then uh, Jamie, I guess, Jamie, we cut back to Jamie. She's still driving with her with her baby. She's trying to get to the bus depot, and she's just trying to run away. And she gets there, and it's the middle of the night. It's pouring rain. There's no one there. It's just empty. It's creepy though. Like the the radio is is blaring in this empty sort of liminal space. It's creepy. The the map there tells us that we're in Northern Illinois. Back in twenty minutes, I guess we're close to Halloween. Like they didn't really put up like a title card about the date or anything, but I think you know based on the what people are talking about and there's pumpkins and stuff. All right, so tomorrow tomorrow. So I guess it's October thirtieth. Someone said tomorrow night on the radio. I'm assuming they're talking about Halloween. So she's trying to call Haddonfield. I love how, I love how the baby's just like a, a blanket she's holding. Like there's there's not an actual like you know what I mean? Like there's no way that baby's not gonna cry. So we kind of hear her breathing a little bit. It's a nice audio kind of cue there. She hears the number of she hears the radio station number and she decides to call the radio station. Old friends. Loomis and his friend are having a nice drink and talking about retirement and new beginnings and Oh, his name's Tim. He seems he seems very Oh, Sam. Sorry, right, Sam, Sam. He so this guy wants him to come back and, and work with him or whatever, but Dr. Loomis is just like He's like, no, I'm good. I'm done. So he turns him down, but then they hear this voice on the radio. Uh, And she says Michael Myers is coming, and she's really scared, and Loomis hears it. So does Paul Rudd. She specifically says, Dr. Loomis, I need your help. The radio immediately dismisses her, of course, but like. All right, so now she's just in the in the bus depot all by herself. 
creepy. Oh, there goes the baby crying now. Oh, little baby's got that weird sigil. Get that sigil off of that baby. Now I got some flickering lights and the thunderstorm and. She's just in a bathroom, creepy flickery lights. I mean, this is this is classic like bathroom bathroom horror. We had a lot of bathroom horror in the '90s. I'm thinking about Candyman and others. A lot of bathrooms. Oh come on, he's there. How is he there? She drove like ten miles in the truck. How did he catch her? Anyway, he just teleports now. Michael Myers now has teleportation abilities in part six of Halloween. No, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, maybe he ran. Um. All right, so now she's you know. This is classic. Like, he looks cool. He's too creepy, too. Like, um, but again, we don't get any kind of explanation about why he's here or where he came from. He just just came out of the shadows. But again, I, I think that's an interesting concept because, like, he's evil, right? And, and, and he's a manifestation of the evil that men do, right? And, like, I think that's good. I don't think you need to give him, like, a backstory like Freddy Krueger or Jason. He's just evil. He might not even be real. I mean, in a sense, might not even be real, right? He's sort of this manifestation of, of a zeitgeist that is full of fear. Um, and so now he's just going kind of like from stall to stall to stall, like looking for her. And it looks like she escaped through the window. So she got out of there. She got back in the truck and she's, she's driving again. The music kicks up. It's kind of a cool, like, electronic guitar riffy kind of version. It's got, like, electric guitar. All right, and there's a van behind her now. Lights come on. And it's presumably... Okay, so he presumably drove after her then. Okay. Get a little chase scene here. All right, and this van kind of runs her off the road, and she kind of crashes into an old farm. There's a lot of old farms in Illinois. I've never been to Illinois, but I guess there's a lot of farms... Oh man, she goes. Is her baby buckled in? Because my God, there's she's just like flying, through, <laughs> flying through it. Are they using a car seat? Because holy shit! So she ends up in a pumpkin patch. So that's cool. I, I was gonna make the comment earlier that I was concerned that they get away from Halloween, the holiday, too much, but they don't. So I was wrong about that. So I'm glad that they're, I'm glad they're spooky Halloweeny stuff. You gotta have that. It's key. All right, so she crashes into the pumpkin patch. And she's kind of stumbling around, I guess. Is the baby still around her shoulder? I'm not sure. There's some, you know, again, it's misty and dark and cool. And there's pumpkins and hay fields. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw this movie, actually, because I don't remember any of this stuff. No, she looks like she does not. Where's the baby? Did she leave the baby in the truck? She doesn't look too good. I guess considering that she just gave birth and had to flee for her life and everything else she's had to go through. She's got a lot going on. And he's just standing there in the dark. Or she sort of thinks she sees him in the in the lightning strike. Back to another barn. We had a barn in the last one too. Interesting that they kind of come back to the barn right away. I like the lightning in this. And he's just she's just sort of watching him kind of walk through the barn oh, across the way. She can sort of see him. Or she thinks she's seeing him. I don't know. He's kind of just everywhere, right? Like that's that's what that's what's creepy about him, is like he's just everywhere, right? Like 
that's that's why he's that's why he's scary is because you know there's no rhyme or reason to him you know freddy krueger it's like don't fall asleep jason it's like don't go on the lake right this guy is just like in the shadows oh she steps on a little twig and then he's right on her oh he's got her by the neck oh he smashes her up on the wall Oh, oh, he's impaled her through the through the stomach. Oh man. And she reaches out as though she wants to hug him. And he kind of reaches his hands out. This is a weird moment. Oh. And just pushes her even further onto the thing. And she says, you can't have the baby, Michael. You can't have the baby. So she is not... That's it for her. Oh, oh, he put her on like a... Ble- oh, 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 that's brutal. Oh, God. He put her on like a some kind of a piece of equipment and like turned it on and it like like a chainsaw or something blah all right and he goes back to the car to find the baby and there is no baby where's the baby the baby's not in the car she hid the baby where where did she put the baby where's the baby oh my so a michael myers he's coming and there's some guy smashing the Michael Myers. This guy. You stinking kids got about three seconds to get off. He comes out with a hand axe and just chops down this. He's coming Michael Myers sign. All right. So this guy, I guess, bought the Myers house. Is that is that the idea here? Ooh, it's the classic. It's the original song now. I love it. Oh, there it is. That's that's a great... This, okay, this is really, really good. So this is like Haddonfield, Quiet Town in the 90s now. The title card comes up, Haddonfield, Halloween. That's cool. The the original music, that's really nice. Everybody's out trick-or-treating. Tim Strode? Wait, who is this person? Oh my, kids are ruined in the country. No respect. Who's uh. Kara? Cognitive therapy. <laughs> the mom's like, what are they teaching you in college these days? The art of going crazy? Oh man, it's terrible. This family seems messed up. Oh, this guy's fun. No. 
All right, so we got Danny. No, oh, God, this guy's terrible. He's a, an abusive. Yeah, good. Stand up to that dick. Oh my god, this guy is this guy is brutal. Oh my god. He's this physically abusive, emotionally abusive. Holy shit. That's an, see, that's interesting because like this dude is scarier than Wow, and the the kid's got a knife. Hmm. Looks like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. This is interesting, though. This is this is the first kind of like this is an interesting t- turn in this film. The characters are in in. Like more real, da- like you know, you've got this monstrous serial killer Michael Myers monster movie guy, right? But then you've also got characters who are who are in real peril, like real life danger, real life abuse, real life trauma. And I mean, of course, murder is real too. But like, you don't, you've never had the characters in these films like this before. You're right. You've never had like an abusive father in in Halloween, right? Um, so that's interesting, like to bring that into it. Who is, I don't know who these characters, like they're the Strodes, but I don't, I, they don't really explain like who, like, is, it, is it like Laurie's sister or something? Does she have another sister? Like, I don't understand who these people are. Oh, maybe this is the, right, because Laurie was adopted, right? So I don't know. I'm confused by the lineage stuff, but. Just roll with it. Oh, Dr. Loomis, he looks like Ebenezer Scrooge. (laughs) So Loomis comes around looking for everything on Michael Myers, as usual. Okay, so it was Jamie Lloyd from the... Tommy. Is that supposed to be... Is he supposed to be Tommy Doyle? That's great. How old... These people are supposed to be... Hmm. All right, so uh, supposedly this is Tommy Doyle. Who's crazy now, which is an interesting take. Um, he's got some like real to real recording technology in his, in his room. It's so interesting technology stuff. So yeah, he's kind of listening over and over again to the Jamie Lynn radio call and listening to her say, Michael Myers, Michael Myers. He's kind of got, you know, your standard like crazy person in a movie 
wall of weird, you know, I guess. And I guess he hears like the sound in the background of like the bus depot. So he decides that must be where she was calling from. So he heads over. I guess he heads over to the bus depot. Yeah. And now here he is at the bus depot. Pontiac, Paul Rudd. He's very creepy in this movie. (laughs) He looks about the exact same as he does now, though. All right, so he he sort of sits down in the phone booth. There's like a pool of blood in the phone booth. I guess no no one noticed that. There's like all this blood on the... Oh, my God. And he's just going to f- follow the blood trail that no one apparently noticed, all these people coming in and out of the bus depot. All right, sure. We'll roll with that. And then he goes to the bathroom, and he's just like, there's blood everywhere in the bathroom. And he's just like, yeah, there's blood in here. Jeez, what's going on in this bathroom? It's a weird bathroom, too, like... There's just like stairs that lead down into it. Like there's not like a door. I wonder if they just made a set for that. Oh my God. She just left the baby in the bathroom. Brutal. And he, it's like in a, the baby's like in a cabinet. And he finds the baby says, Jesus. All right, well, he's got the baby now. Baby's crying. He's saying it's okay. Shaking the baby around a little bit. Little baby. Little baby crying. Then he goes up the stairs out of the bathroom. It's so weird. Um, Yeah. Oh, weird. Like, the sigil is, like, burned in the hay in the barn. What's up with this sigil? It's cool that they're kind of keeping that going, though. I mean, they first introduced that a couple movies back. And, uh, you know, he had like a tattoo of it. And Loomis says that's his mark. Mark of... Oh, we get some classic 90s music. It's so 90s, this movie. I love the the sort of time capsuleness of these. Oh, man. It's cool. This is on like a college campus too. That's it's kind of a new, a new setting. That's it's cool though. It's it's very it's very it's very much an echo of, of the original when they're like walking home and Laurie is very concerned about her book being left and so Kara can't find her term paper and oh and the the kid draw, has drawn a picture of. The kid is her son has drawn a picture of like her family all stabbed with knives and stuff, and they're they're doofy boy guy friends like I think it looks cool. <laughs> it's so cool, dude. Um, and they just walk off. All right, cut to the hospital. Here comes Paul Rudd with with this baby. Brought the baby to the hospital. He's like, I found a baby.
just screams at the receptionist and walks away. Get me a doctor now. Jesus. And Dr. Loomis happens to be there. It is Tommy Doyle. Loomis is like, oh my God, Tommy Doyle. He wants to know the truth. Jamie's not the last of his bloodline. All right, so so that's he, he just skulks away with this baby. Wait, Tommy. Um, so he, okay, so the Strodes, the relatives of the people that adopted Laurie, now live in this in the Myers house, and uh, yeah, okay, and now Jamie, Jamie. So this baby is Laurie Strode's granddaughter, right? Okay, so keeping kind of with the family thing. And again, you know, I'll mention the David Lynch connection again once more, this theme of like trauma in the house, right? Like the, the, what looks to be like the idyllic American household underneath all that facade hides this terror, hides this, this awfulness, hides this abuse, this neglect, this anger, this angst, this fear. I think these movies tap into that, you know, not in a direct kind of way, not in the same way that David Lynch does for sure. But like, I really think that's a theme in these films and I'm glad they're coming back to this because I think that was a real theme in the first movie. The idea of like what happens when you lose that innocence, what happens when you go beneath the surface a little bit and you take a look at what's actually going on inside these idyllic settings um, or these places that you think are, you know, safe. So I really think that's an interesting theme and I'm really happy they kind of came back to that in this one. All right, so Deborah, the mom, is kind of like in the basement fumbling with the washing machine. It's not working. She's getting a little frustrated. She's trying to trip the breaker and stuff. <sighs> She's like, why? Oh. And then the washing machine just gives out. Water spills everywhere. That's not good. That's frustrating. It's a lot of work carrying all that laundry up from the basement. She's kind of, maybe she hears something and she's sort of moving through the house. Still carrying the basket of clothes. Sort of some ominous music comes up in the background a little bit. And it's Dr. Loomis. He's just in the house. And she's like, who are you? He just, well, he just broke into their house. Because he, he came to help their <laughs> Dr. Loomis, man. He's, he's, he's so weird. Um, hmm. Let me get the baby. Has this baby been fed 
in the last like 48 hours? Steven. Just calls him Steven. Just for no reason. Sure, let's go with Steven. All right, so Paul Rudd is trying to take care of the baby. All right, so Loomis is talking to the mom, and he's ex- he's explaining the history of Michael Myers. His soul was contaminated. Is that the stories? Pure evil. So his rage and his memories are sacred to him and they all live in this house. So Loomis is trying to warn them, like, don't let your family suffer. The same fate that Laurie and her daughter suffered. You need to get out of here. He's coming back. Do people not realize, like, they really need to listen to Loomis? Halloween broadcast. The Barry Sims Live Halloween broadcast, man. Harry Sims live. Oh. So is this, I guess it is. This is the steel-toed guy with the hat. This is the guy from the older, he's got the steel-toed boots on. He's standing there looking at the kid and the kid drops his pumpkin because Paul Rudd scares him. Another pumpkin smash moment. Paul Rudd's like, here, let me put this back together for you. (laughs) He's just like, sorry, kid. So much flannel of this dick. Strode real estate. Oh, God, he's such a dick. Oh, and Myers is in the house already. He's already there. Oh, God, this guy. Why? Okay, so he's he's the so he's Laurie's uncle, this John guy. Oh, and Myers isn't there now. Of course, he's going to get drunk at work, drink his whiskey bottle. Life's too hard for me. I'm, that's too tough. I'm too, too stressed out all the time. <laughs> God. It's weird. Like, I want Myers to get that guy. <laughs> like, I'm rooting for Michael Myers on that one <laughs> a little bit for sure. All right, so she's packed her suitcase. There's a, a live pumpkin on the banister and there seems to be some, some paint out some a paintbrush is out. She seems very terrified by this paint roller. She's looking at maybe she didn't put that out. Maybe she's like, who, who took the paintbrush out? 
And instead of like looking around, she's just like fixated on this paintbrush, which is always smart to like stare at one object and not around your, your environment when you're scared. Phone rings. She's, oh, we want your child. Michael Myers is there in the, in the background. She turns and sees him, drops the phone, starts to run. She got her, 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 you know, sneakers on, so she should be able to, oh, that's cool. Like the hanging laundry in the back of the yard. Wait, what did she see that scared her through there? Was it Michael Myers? Uh-oh, her glasses fell off, folks. Oh, she broke her glasses. Oh, it's not good. Oh. Oh, the blood splatter on the white sheet. That's a good shot, actually. So she gets axed with the same axe that her her idiot husband was using earlier to smash the Michael Myers sign. So I have some irony there. I'm assuming he grabbed that same axe. And then Kara returns home from classes with her East pack. And uh, door's locked, so she can't get in. So I, I guess Kara would be Laurie's half cousin, like cousin, adopted cousin, I guess. They'd be cousins, right? Because Kara is the daughter of Laurie's uncle. Yeah. So she's just like looking for her mom, who's not alive anymore, which is sad. And she's making her way to the backyard. And now the sheets are fine. Or the one that had the blood got taken down. I don't know. She's just kind of standing there, looking around. You don't see clothes hanging out drying these days much in 2022. At least I don't. Do you all? Do you do you see a lot of clotheslines with clothes on them? So she enters through the back door and the house is quiet in the afternoon light. And she puts her bag on the kitchen table and is just looking for mom. Mom, mom, where are you at, mom? It's interesting how they've really kind of, I don't know, the films seem to have so much more plot and kind of backstory to them. They, they just, there's like a, they're, they're more like movies. The first movie felt less like a film it just kind of felt more, I don't know, like an indie maybe film. And I guess, you know, they kind of get more mainstream and stuff. But um, she's just looking around for her kid or her mom or anybody at this point. Where is everybody? I guess it's unusual for people to just be out. Oh, that's a great shot of the dark hallway leading upstairs. I love that. It's really good, good cinematography right there. Oh, we see like a black coat and hat hanging on the wall behind her. I don't know if that's like the guy's hat and coat, but like it's certainly maybe a little foreshadowed, you know, kind of moment there, but it's kind of interesting. I love this creepy upstairs hallway, a very narrow, very tight hallway. Like it's an extremely long, extremely narrow. Yeah. Look at the cloak and the hat in the back there hanging. That's so creepy. Clothes like that hanging on things with no people in them freak me out. I don't know why. I think it's from the movie Escape from Witch Mountain. 
um, where the kid plays the damn harmonica and the clothes dance around. But uh, I, I don't like that. But this is a really good scene. I really like the kind of claustrophobic upper hallway. She kind of makes her way to the door at the end. She opens it. I guess this must be Danny's room. And she goes into Danny's room. And what does she find? Oh, it's Danny and Paul Rudd and the baby. He's playing Game Boy. Nice. Tommy's my new friend. He knows all about dinosaurs. Oh, cool. We get a little movie within the movie moment again. I don't know what movie that is, though. It's an old one. So he asked her if you do, if you know whose room this used to be. And Tommy brings them back over to the to his like um halfway house or wherever. And she's the 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 woman that runs the place. Oh, it's it's Dracula or Phantom of the Opera actually, I think. Um and she's watching TV and she can't really hear that well, so she kind of ignores them. And Tommy Tommy says, you need to watch your house because he's coming. And she's like, who am I supposed to be looking for? And he says, Michael Myers. He's coming. And Tommy knows, man. So I, made, I thought he was the bad guy at the beginning because he's kind of like creepy, but I think he might not. He might actually just be a little tra- traumatized. Danny's playing with the red Power Ranger. Oh, and there's Michael Myers. He's already standing out there looking at him, looking, looking right at him. Local tot kills older sister is the headline one. <laughs> Oh my, look at him standing down there with his mask. It's so creepy. He just stands there. And Danny thinks it's the boogeyman. Or it's one of his nightmare visions. I like that there's like an old dilapidated half pickup truck in the front yard of their house. Like it's very like run down. It's very like, there's like junk everywhere. So Kara takes the baby and they're trying to figure out what to do with this baby and they're trying to feed the baby. He has a bottle. It's probably just regular old milk though. <laughs> All it takes is a mother's touch. All right. Oh, we got a computer. We have a computer now for the first time. I guess we kind of had some in the part three, but he's got like a Windows PC. Then I'll be Windows actually. Thorn? Like from Destiny? Oh my. Oh my. There's a Celtic legend now about Thorn and a child. Sacrifice a family on Halloween to save the rest of the tribe. Tommy Doyle was convinced there was some method behind Michael's madness. Uh, Jesus. Do we really need to have a method? Oh, it's a constellation of stars that appears from time to time on Halloween night. When the constellation appears, Michael Myers appears. Why? Why do we don't need... This is like midichlorians. We don't need this shit. 
So it's a cult, and they want to sacrifice for Michael so that the evil doesn't harm. I don't know what's on. Who knows? He's got a necklace. He puts in his shirt. Oh, Danny's gone. They were too. They were too caught up looking at the computer, and now they're running around. Uh, Danny's Danny's downstairs in this Blankenship. They left the baby up there, though. Idiots. Whatever you do, don't go back to your house. Listen to Paul Rudd. Okay. So they're... Loomis is distraught because they're, they found out that Jamie Lynn gave birth shortly before she was killed by Michael Myers and... Now, you know, they 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 got to go find out what's going on because there's another lineage thing happening. Um, this is a cool slow-mo shot of Paul Rudd kind of skulking through the Halloween festival. Fire in a barrel. Looks really cool. Mrs. Blankenship is going to tell us why we celebrate Halloween. I love the flashing pumpkin in the background. It's a great... It's a night of great power. Mm. Oh. Bonfires. Michael is alive. Like they're celebrating Michael Myers in a way. And and this Blankenship is telling da- is telling uh Danny about the real Halloween. The, the boogeyman. She gets to the boogeyman, right? People gather. The, the, the veil between the human world and the spirit world grows thin on Halloween. And he hears the voice. There's a voice, too, to be heard. The voice, Mikey Myers. And he's right outside the window. Look at that. That's great. The voice told Michael Myers to kill his family. And Mrs. Blankenship was babysitting. Barry Sims, radio host. Oh, Barry. Is this Barry Sims? Like in his in his trunks? Oh my. Look at this guy. Wow. Barry Sims. <laughs> what a what a character oh what this is this the dad home drunk oh what a douche i can't wait to, i can't wait smashes his kid's bike in the driveway he's pissed because there's no dinner on the table wow what an asshole
It's, 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 it's an interesting choice just to make a character that's so horrible that like you kind of root for the root for the killer to get him. And he's like, oh, she actually left. Oh, shit. Maybe I shouldn't have been such a dick all the time. And then the lights go out. And he's like the. Was this guy in another kind of movie? This guy seems familiar to me. I wonder if he was in um oh, what was that? Some other weird movie I used to watch when I was a kid a lot. The, I think it might have been called The Boogeyman, actually. Um that was another weird little kind of Disney Sunday night movie thing they used to do. So he goes down to the basement, he hears the washing machine kind of sloshing around down there, and uh he goes to investigate in the dark. He has a flashlight, but it's pitch black. And the washing machine is just sort of like shaking around down there. And he's like, what the hell? What the hell is this? Oh, and he's in like two inches of water and there's some weird detritus flowing around and floating around in the water and flotsam and jetsam, as they say. Detrius, I think that's a good word. I like that word. should Google that one. All right, so he like investigates the the washing machine and he reaches his hand out to turn it off. And, uh, and he just turns it off. And it turns off. So we think there's going to be a jump scare there. But that was a fake jump scare. And then is this going to be the real jump scare when he opens it? Probably not. This will be another fake jump scare. So he opens it. Yep. And he's just like, oh, what's in here? Oh, it's full of blood. That's awesome. Oh, it's just like bloody sheets. And Michael Myers is right behind him. Oh. Oh, he gets him right in the gut. Just lifts him up. That's a big dude, too. He just lifts him up, like, easily. Oh, my good God. And he's skewers him up against the damn electrical thing. Oh, cool. An exterior shot of just like the light beaming out of the basement window as he's just like electrocuting this guy and his skin is like bubbling off. Oh my God, that's brutal. Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> his head fucking exploded. Holy shit. <laughs> Does that happen? Does that happen when you get electrocuted? I don't think that really happens, but that was good. The guy's head exploded. All right, so meanwhile at the Halloween festival, Billy Sims. She's like, Michael Myers is long gone. There is no boogeyman. Wow. Wow. This Billy Sims guy is just, is just as much of a class act as the... It's interesting, though, like, right? The shift in, in, in the culture, right? Like, we have, a, we have a shock DJ, right? Someone who's just an asshole to just, like, get listeners, right? And, like, he just says horrible things just because, you know, his people will listen to the horrible things. And that's, like... That's, that's like, the, the, the change in the times, Right?
So he says they're going to go do the show live from the from the from the Myers house. Wow. This guy's a real piece of work. So they're going over to the Myers. They're going over to this guy's house. Billy Sims. Mike Sarducci. (laughs) You tell Mike Sarducci I'm going to cut off his balls and wear him his earrings. Holy... Oh my, this guy. Kick the... See, yeah, this is good, though. This is a good commentary about, like, what's going on. Oh, and Michael Myers is in the van, and he's done. Billy Sims is... Yeah, no more radio for that guy. Michael got him. How did he get over there? How did he know? What's he doing? Like, where's he going? How does he know what to do and where to go? He just shows up, like... Is that like just just convenience or is that like a, is there a bigger theme to that? Like Meanwhile, the two the kid that lives there and I guess his girlfriend, the friend, I don't know her name, they uh they they arrive at the house and it's all dark. There, there's some good shots here of like the moonlight and stuff. Beth It's a good shot of his eyes only, not his mouth. It's a really interesting choice. And so Beth is telling him the story of of Michael Myers, and she's like enacting it. It's pretty cool, actually. Like, I like the way this is shot with like the darkness and the silhouettes. And this guy had no he had no clue that Michael Myers is like lived here and she's kind of really going all in on it and and they're they're silhouetted against the moonlight and they start kissing a little bit making out um oh my so they're going for it in the michael myers murder bedroom meanwhile paul rudd is in the woods at the Halloween show, hanging out, looking around. And he hears some kid say something like, it's raining, it's raining red. It's raining. Uh... Uh, it's raining red. It's raining red, warm blood. Uh, oh, Billy Sims is up in a tree. Like, when, how, how, when, how, who, what, why, like, come on. They wrapped him up in Halloween lights. Oh, and then Loomis shows up and they're just... He's like, where's the baby? All right. Meanwhile, back at the Myers house, they're 
they're doing the sex again. They got a lot of candles. And yeah. He's going to take a shower to stay fresh. She tells him to watch out for the boogeyman. Ooh, we've never really had like a shower kill scene in this. I, I wonder if that's what we're going to get here. It's an interesting shot of him there just like under the shower with his just neck fully open. Like, we'll see what happens to him later. And so... Yeah, so she so her his sister is over across the street now, right? And she can see the house and everything. So I'm assuming she'll probably. So he says, "Beth, keep me a towel." Well, where are you when I need you, honey? Jesus, no, oh, it's not Beth, buddy. <laughs> it's cool too. It's kind of a throwback to the original with that scene where like the the two lovers think that the other one is is their partner but it's actually Myers. It's kind of uh bathroom is really steamed up. Must be really cold in that house. Oh my. There he is. Oh, yep. And see, so yeah, that was good. So we saw like his neck just like exposed earlier for a moment and then, you know, about 5 minutes later we we get his neck is cut open by Michael Myers. Gross. Um All right, so what are we at? We're at an hour now and the music starts kicking up a little bit here. Danny's sort of getting a vision or something. He's kind of seeing these flashes of a knife. Kara's like, is Tim with you? She's like... Get out of the house. Oh, good Lord. Michael Myers strikes again. and Kara watches it all happen. Oh, and there's Danny just like wandering into the house. Going right into the lion's den. So Kara screams and runs and she's chasing her son. She's like, don't go in there. What are you doing? Oh. Now she's in the house too. They're all in there. Danny's just like mesmerized somehow. Why is Michael Myers killing all these people? Just for no reason? Trying to get to this baby? I don't know, dude. It's really interesting to me though that we still don't really know who this guy with the steel-toed shoes is. Like, do we ever get an answer on that? I don't know. Hopefully. I hope we do. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the seventh film. I don't think, or the eighth film. I don't think I've ever seen Halloween Resurrection. So hopefully we get something going on that. But next, the next one is H2O. So I do remember that one because I think that's the one Jamie Lee comes back for. I guess Jamie Lee Curtis at this point was off doing like True Lies and stuff like that. All right. So anyway, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Um, so Kara kind of grabs a fire poker creeps up the steps and she's sort of slowly making her way through the dark hallway again. She's clearly scared. 
we hear some you know little sound effects and stuff some knife sounds and stuff she's sort of shaking and she makes her way into one of the bedrooms and looking for danny and there's beth like in the bed it looks like she's asleep under the covers but uh yeah i don't think she is And so Kara slowly kind of reaches out to peel back the covers. And we hear some really creepy music. Oh, and there's her brother under the covers, dead, bloody, just a bloody massacred mess. And she's just like totally traumatized, distraught, about to throw up, not not having it. Then she looks across and sees Danny. He's sitting in his room. And she's like, Danny, come here, Danny. Danny, come here. It's okay. Danny's like mesmerized. He's like he's like in a trance, sort of. Mommy, there's the boogeyman. Michael Myers is like right there. He's just like right there. Danny runs off. Michael Myers closes in here on Kara. Barry kicks ass, his shirt says. Jesus. Wait, what? How did she get out of there? How did she get out of the room? What? What what happened there? <laughs> he was right in the doorway. What the hell? <laughs> I'm confused. Oh, what the Oh, god, her mom's body falls down from the attic and that's messed up. And then Michael Myers is coming at her and like how does he like hide all these bodies? Like he's like better than like Metal Gear Solid Snake hiding bodies. Like Oh, she tricked him. She tricked his ass. Nice. So she tricked him and then he fell down. She like hit in the corner and then he, she knocked him down the steps. So that was a good move. He's like, oh, well, they usually just run away. All right. So then, then Paul Rudd and, and Loomis show up. This is good though. Like this really reminds, it's very reminiscent of the original, like low angle shots, looking upstairs to balconies, you know, like the house looks very similar, you know, so that was, that's consistent, you know, this sort of like front room of the house, you know, uh, Myers, of course, laying on the ground now. And you'd think they would know his story about like, he's never dead. Like he always gets back up. You think they would know that shit. Danny is down there. It's interesting. Interesting camera with, with, with Kara right up close to the camera and Danny in the Myers in the background like that. It's very reminiscent of the original film. Yeah. Don't touch him because we all know what happens if you touch him. Kara says, stay right there. I'll come get you. Don't touch that dude. She like just sort of slowly just sort of steps around his body. I guess he's what? He's like stunned a little bit now? I don't know, dude. Oh, he grabs her leg. Oh, and squeezes it real hard. Oh, you hear some cracking sounds. And she smacks his hand with the thing she has, the fire poker thing. All right. He sits up. They run out into the street. Lightning's flashing. He starts walking after him from inside the house, just walking like he always does. You get some really cool, like, distorted guitar riffs. Wow, 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 wow. Where's the baby? They need to take care, better care of this baby. 
This is a cool moment too. This is very reminiscent of the original too. When when Laurie is like goes to the neighbor's house, please help me, and Myers is like chasing her to the door, and then she finally gets in at the last second. Oh, he's right there. He's right there. Shut. Get upstairs now. How many times is Loomis going to have to go through this? Honestly. Oh, the voice. Danny, come to me. Who else knew about the baby? The creepy voice from the phone. Oh, it's the guy. It's the steel-toed guy with the hat. Oh, who is this? Is it Loomis's friend? Win. Yeah, it's Loomis's friend. Wow, okay. Interesting. So all this time, the creepy guy... Oh, Blankenship's in on it. She's got a knife. Oh, my God. They're all just crazy people. She jumps out the fucking window. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? She... <laughs> Oh my god, this movie just got bad. She jumped out the window. It's his game now? What is this, Saul? And I know where he wants to play it. Oh my god. She jumps out the window, then her body's gone, and Loomis and, and Paul Rudd go out, and they're like, have we just been, have we, I feel like I've been drugged. And he's like, yeah, we have been drugged. <laughs> so they God, God, she jumps out the damn window. All right, whatever. I'll, I'll let that one go. Um, all right, so Kara, Carrie, Kara wakes up in some sort of you know dingy bed and sort of a white gown in some kind of cell and looks very ritualistic already, kind of thing going on here. He wakes. She hears a, a blood curdling scream from somewhere in the distance. So I'm assuming they're at Wynn's sanatorium, right? The one that that Wynn. I couldn't find somewhere in the distance. Oh, Siri. No, 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 Siri. No. Um, sorry, Siri was trying to get in on the action a little bit. Um, so they go back to the Smith's Grove, Warren County Sanitarium, where Loomis's friend, the guy that came to visit him out in the woods. Oh, my God. Look at this place. It's all white, long hallways. Nothing will stop Michael Myers. I like these. This set. This set is cool. So Loomis staggers off as usual with his gun, and he goes and finds his friend Win. Paul Rudd hears the scream too, and, and is going to go to investigate. Loomis asks him why. Why now? Pure evil. Wait. Uncorrupted ancient evil? What is it? What? A madman. 
Um, we're at the dawn of a new age of evil. Join me, and we'll rule the galaxy together. Oh, Loomis gets taken out from behind. Oh, man. Dr. Loomis, Dr. Wynn. The Maximums... <laughs> I love it in movies when there's no explanation about why the Maximum Security Ward is unlocked, except for the character opening the door and being like, weird, it's unlocked. Like, they're just as confused about why it's unlocked as we are. It's just... <laughs> Okay, so he finds his way into the maximum security wing of the sanitarium, I guess, and uh, he's kind of, it looks like a, it looks like a jail. Um, yeah, so interesting. So interesting. This is an interesting thing with Loomis and Wynn, like this whole idea of like evil exists and it's powerful, and there are people that want to harness the power of that evil to to accomplish their goals. And I don't know it. I don't love this storyline. I don't love it because it takes a lot of the agency out of like Michael Myers. It kind of ma- turns him into just like a robot, like a automaton kind of like, you know, do- guard dog kind of thing. So I'm not really a hugely into that, but you know, I guess if people want the, they want the exposition, I guess that's what you need to give them. Um, yeah. So Paul Rudd is just kind of making his way slowly through this max security ward and there's some you know soft orange light the kind of light that we got a lot in the 90s in movies and um half of his face is kind of lit half of his face is dark and where he's headed is just all dark you know into the shadows oh my god jump scare he walks amongst us brother he's come back Oh. Oh God. He's very angry. This this woman is sort of have has a bloody abdomen. How's it feel to be damned? Oh God, Tommy Doyle. You've had enough trauma, Tommy Doyle. <laughs> He's just like, oh shit. <laughs> Alright, so here's he here's Kara's voice and He's trying to get her out. Uh, let me guess. He grabs a fire. Yep, grabs a fire. <laughs> they always grab it. Damn. Somehow the fire extinguishers are just like so powerful. They're just like so strong to be able to break locks all the time. So he's just banging on the door. Oh my. And Michael Myers comes barreling out of that cell where the woman just came out. And Tommy sees him and stops for a second. He's just like, hey, hey, dude, what's up? Tommy? Paul Rudd gives a pretty good performance though. He's kind of like, he doesn't really know how to react to this. Like he's so traumatized by this man. Like he's almost like laughing. Like he's almost like crazy. That's really good. Actually, Paul Rudd is good right there. He's still trying to get Kara out of the room. He finally breaks the lock, kicks it in. He's trying to just get in there or no, he grabs her and they just barely escaped the. If he would just learn how to run, man, he would like, Oh, God, when he grabs Kara's hair. And she, oh, God, she, that's, I don't know about that. I don't know about that acting. Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, Tommy Doyle gives him a shotgun blast to the shoulder. 
That won't stop him. Kara is very Jamie Lee Curtis, though, in this. Like, you can tell, like, they're kind of trying to bring that vibe back a little bit. If you just glance at her quickly for a second, it looks just like her. These industrial hallways, man. They're just these, like, super long hallways with, like, pipes. Miles and miles of pipes, like... I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting motif for sure. That shot right there especially looks just like Jamie Lee Curtis, like poking around the corner. It's an interesting choice. I don't know what, why they would do that, but I guess because they're, I mean, they're cousins, right? They're related sort of, so. And so they're trying to escape the creepy the creepy death hospital and Dr. Wynn's popping around and there's some weird like people wearing like weird ritualistic robes and stuff and they're goofing around. So he said Halloween is over. So what is it like? Is it like the next day now? Is it like morning time? All right. So Dr. Wynn is dressed in a red surgical outfit. And the, the two, Kara uh, uh, and, and Tommy Doyle are watching them kind of prepare some sort of surgery. And then they see the baby. And they notice that Danny is also in there. And she tries to bust in there and get Danny, but Tommy stops her. And then a door opens and we see Michael Myers' shadow on the wall. He's still stalking them. Yep, there he is. He didn't really notice him, though. He just kind of went across and didn't notice him sitting there. Interesting. Here's a here's a noise then and kind of turns back around. I don't know though. Like I I don't like this whole like thing of him being like under the control of these guys. Like it seems like I don't know. It makes him less formidable for some reason. Maybe not. I don't know. What do you all think? So they're hiding out in some x-ray room with the baby and with Danny, apparently. And neither one of the baby or Danny noticed that they're there. Michael Myers is just sort of wandering around and he he sees some things on a tray. He goes to grab something like a knife, but then he decides he wants to get like, oh, there's apparently like a machete on there. So he grabs that. Why is there a machete on a damn surgical tray? What is that? I do like how tall he is, though. Like, I think that's an important factor of his physique. Like, he needs to be tall and scary. He's almost up to the ceiling in that hallway. It's crazy. I think the low angle shots help with that, too. But, all right, so Paul Rudd kind of peeks out the door, and Kara is kind of hiding. And, oh my God. And a, a doctor just gets her face slammed up against the glass, dead. So, okay, interesting. So, Myers is killing all the doctor people so maybe he doesn't give a, give a damn about their whatever nonsense Whew, this is a pretty brutal scene here this is probably one of the most brutal bloody scenes we've ever gotten on this movie so far all this strobing light is just crazy too I'm gonna have a seizure I think uh, oh my god the strobing is really brutal strobe warning folks 
So now they're saying, run, get out of there, run. They grab the kid, they grab the baby, get the hell out of there. The doctors go flying out. You know, Michael Myers is just, I'm a little confused though. I'm, I'm confused why he's killing people, why he's not killing other people. Like, I guess he's just killing everybody. He's moving kind of fat. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Why is he running? Or is he running? He's, I don't know. He's moving pretty fast right now. He seems to be moving significantly faster than he's got a movement speed buff, I guess. Um, and Paul Rudd locks the door. Help me, please, he says. Oh, Myers. Oh, don't do it. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, he smashes the dude's face through the bars and uses that dude's body to break through those bars. That's gross. Meanwhile, we got this this weird drum track playing, which I'm not a huge fan of. Why isn't it just the Halloween theme? I have no idea. <laughs> Fuck, he says. <laughs> Ball run, man. Michael Myers is just chasing him through the hospital. This is cool, though, because it's kind of very reminiscent of the second movie, right? Chasing him through the hospital, creepy hospital. Uh, they're trying to get out. See, I don't know, though, like... He's just walking around like in in the in the light and stuff. Like you got to keep him in the shadows. Don't don't just show him in the hallway, bright lights and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of weird. There's some good moments in this. There's some good. This is there's some good stuff, but this is a weird one. And Kara looks over and sees these little like babies in these little like green liquid jars or something, and she's like, "What is this place?" And she realizes. She sees like a DNA symbol. So like, are they trying to like clone Michael Myers? They're trying to like imbue his evil into, into other things. There's some syringes around. So, I mean, okay. Like, I don't know. We're getting a little bit X-Filesy here now, you know, like (laughs) it is 1995, right? So we're in kind of, I think that's right around when the X-Files kind of came out, right? This is, this scene feels very X-Filesy. They were, you know, sciencey stuff and oh, who knows what's going on. Sith science probably. Secrets only the Sith knew. Um, all right, so Michael Myers is kind of creeping through this lab, and and Kara is kind of hiding behind a, a some kind of biohazard bin, and she got a pipe. She has a pipe, folks. She, and Tommy Doyle is like Mike. Hey, Mike. You've won. So Tommy Doyle brings the baby over to Michael Myers. It's probably not the baby, though. Paul Rudd's good, though. He's good in this. He's like kind of... He doesn't know how to respond. He's like... He's just half insane. And he hands the baby to Michael. And is... Oh... But then the baby makes a sound. It's not the baby. It's a bunch of syringes. Oh, Tommy Doyle stabs him with all the syringes. He injects him with some kind of stuff. And Michael Myers just grabs him. And Why, why throw him, though? Just, just twist his head off like the other guy. I don't, I don't understand. So he kind of tries to trank him. All right, we'll see if the trank works out. Michael Myers just kind of shakes his head like, nah, I don't want to be tranked right now. Nope. And there goes Kara with the pipe. Smacks him right in the face with it. 
Tommy or Danny and the baby kind of run off and hide. Kara's just smacking him with a pipe. Get him. Smack him with a pipe. Pipe smack him. Oh, that's like number six. Number seven. Pipe smack. Left, right. It's not working though. He grabs her face. Kind of pushes her down. Throws her on a table. Is strangling her. She, it's not working out. She she grabs his face. She's going to rip the mask off. Is, is the mask coming off, folks? Is the mask... Not this time. Not this time. Danny yells out, leave her alone. And Michael Myers turns to regard him and the baby. Does not finish off Kara. She rolls off the table and Michael Myers just ignores her and kind of comes over to where Danny and the baby are hiding up against the wall. That's scary, though. Little kid hiding back there like that. Oh, whatever. He can't get he can't get to where they are. He's trying to squeeze in there. He's trying to squeeze in. He can't he can't get it. He can't get him. Oh, and she get, he gets him again. One more needle. And then he beats him with a pipe some more. More pipe smacking. Right across the face with the pipe. Tommy Doyle. Smacking him with the pipe. Loomis shows up and just starts shooting things. I don't know. Loomis is just shooting security. He's just shooting security boxes. What? What? Why the hell would anyone think that by shooting a security input device, it would just remove all security? <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right. So Tommy Doyle is just like going to town on Michael Myers at this point. And he's like, I, I did it. I beat him. I win. I killed the boogeyman. And he just starts smashing him over and over again. Oh, and there's all this like green goo. He's seen all this weird, interesting little image flashes there of like green, oozy, gooey blood coming out of him. Similar to the green goo that's in these aquariums with the fetuses in them. And Tommy Doyle like staggers off. We fade out. So they're going to go off now, Tommy Doyle and, and Kara and the kids and everybody. They're going to go off and they say to Dr. Loomis, come with us. And he says, no, I got some business to attend to. And they leave and leave. They just leave Loomis there at the sanitarium. We don't really know how, like, Loomis got knocked out in Wynn's office and then he just kind of shows up at right at the exact right moment and shoots the security thing. All right, so meanwhile, back in the lab... Of course, Meyer's body's gone. Of course it is. And all that's left is the mask. All that's left is the mask and one of the syringes. And we hear some weird screaming sounds. Cut to Haddonfield, a flashing pumpkin outside the Strode house. And that's it. Oh, did Donald Pleasance pass away after this came out? In memory of Donald Pleasance, that sucks. All right, folks. Well, that was it. That was Halloween. Oh, cool. George P. Wilbur as the shape. That's cool. They call him the shape in the credits. That's cool. Um, oh, we get some just awesome 1995 music here at the credits. Wow. Um, oh, I'm getting distracted by that amazing uh, rock music from the 90s. Okay, folks. Well, that was a good one. I mean, interesting. Like, almost like a... a con- I know this song. They're almost like a reset, but in a lot of ways, also a follow-up. Um, 
you know, interesting ideas about the sort of where Michael Myers, Michael Myers came from, who the shape is, what he is. Um, Loomis, I don't know. He felt like a little bit of, I don't know why he was there, but I get it. You got to kind of have that continuity. He's been in almost every movie. So that was cool. And, and there was some interesting kind of throwbacks to the originals in that one, you know, like, so that was kind of neat. Um, after a six year hiatus, you know, after six years of not having a Halloween film, I could see that being a cool kind of return to form, you know, uh, it was a bit of a different vibe, you know, but, uh, yeah. And then next up, so yeah, I thought that one was good. I liked it. I thought there were some cool stuff, some good scares, a little more violent than some of the other ones. And as I said at the beginning, that notion of like the real terror, the real evil, the real horror isn't the killer. It's the fear, right? It's the, it's what's happening inside of your home. It's what's happening with your family. It's what's happening with your abusive father. It's what's happening with your, you know, uh, misogynistic radio hosts and all this other stuff. So like, I think that's a really interesting part of these movies that I would, I hope continue, you know, we can continue. And I I know this comes back in the newer films a little bit. So yeah, anyway. Um, so cool. So next up we've got Halloween H2O. That's kind of a classic. I, I kind of remember that being a big deal, like the 20th anniversary of Halloween. Um, and I remember going to see that in the theaters because I was about old enough, you know, right when H2O came out, I was very much into my like teenage horror movie phase of my life. So, um, I'm excited to watch that one and I'm glad I, I got to check this one out because I don't think I've ever actually seen this one. Um, so it was pretty cool. Um, it was cool. They brought Tommy Doyle back and a couple of other interesting moments. So yeah. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for tuning in here to episode six of the two gamers with love Halloween special. If you are digging the podcast, uh, make sure that you subscribe, um, or follow or just tweet about it or send me a message or a question or tell your friends, you know, I'd love to try to get as many listeners as possible. And thank you so much for, for tuning in with me. We're almost, we're a little bit, uh, right about halfway. So, um, more Halloween fun to come. Thank you so much for hanging out. Till next time, happy Halloween.